The following is a production of CoasterRadio.com. Live from Bush Gardens Williamsburg and the media day for Curse of Dark Castle, this is CoasterRadio.com. As you just heard in the intro, we're coming to you live from Bush Gardens, Williamsburg, in the Media Day for Curse of Dark Castle. Yeah, it's Mike Collins and Flavor here. That's right. Now, yeah. the, the demand for this Media Day was so intense that we couldn't get the other three guys in. Yeah, it would have been nice to have all three of all five of us, actually, to be in this show. But, hey, you know what? We just have to sacrifice our day, our work day, to come here to Bush Gardens. That's so, right. Yeah, That's right. So uh, we've been here. We actually just got off the ride. And uh, it's an amazing, amazing line that we went through to get through yes, because there are a lot of people here. Yeah, it was. We purposely went and wanted to go in with the crowd, and it was good to see. Like we wanted to see what their reaction was uh, with the theming, uh, line waiting, and things like that. That's right. So instead of like actually, you know, going in with uh, all of the other coaster enthusiasts and all of the media, we purposely waited and we went in with uh, actually a bunch of kids were riding. Yes, it was. It was, we it was interesting to see. We were talking about theming in the last show. I remember um, um, Mario was talking about how theming is really important for him, and it was funny that to mention to to hear actually that the kids were talking about the same exact thing. They're looking at at the castle. They were looking at the I guess the the, the plants and stuff that, to make it kind of look like a I guess you would say a haunted castle, if you will. That's right. And so that's one thing I was really impressed with because I think sometimes we think that, especially kids and teenagers, they don't really care about the theming. They just want the thrills. No, but not at all. these kids were looking around and saying, oh, this castle is so well themed. Yeah, yeah. They used it's, the word themed. They said themed. I, I actually looked at you. I was just like, check that out. Look at these people that's are right. actually like people are actually listening to it and really like paying attention to things. That's true. So I'm sure everybody's wondering right off the bat, let's talk about what the ride was. Very, very similar to Spider-Man at Island Yes, it was. That's actually what it um, reminded me of. We were sitting in the, in the sled, and it was all right off the bat, it was starting to move, and then you, you used your 3D glasses to look at certain things, and um, things were popping out the same way. Definitely. The motion-based system is very similar. Um, it has the same uh, exact type of motion. Uh, the 3D image is very similar. The one thing that I have to say is that there weren't as many effects with the screens interacting with the scenery No, there around. wasn't. No, there wasn't, because um, I expected a lot more interaction, like... um. When things were thrown at me to uh, for the, the thing to move or me to feel things, we did have that one sensation That's right. um, at one part of the ride where we did feel like one uh, water blast uh, when something happened. That's I true. don't want to spoil it for anybody. That's why I said it's some part of the ride. But. Right. So uh, you know there is some of that interaction, but uh, probably not as much as like no, 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 have not at, at all. Uh, of Adventure. Yeah, and there were there was some um, some problems with the audio when I, when I was listening to it. I couldn't understand. There's this one um, person that was talking to you. I couldn't understand. Yeah. But it, it, it didn't take away from the ride itself. It was a little more interactive. It, it did show a lot of things. I think also since it's uh, the first day, I bet you they're going to clean up a lot of those things and, and fix that. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's the one privilege of going to the media day. You got to you can kind of see everything, but also they can make some improvements before we actually start. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So, but definitely a very good ride. Um, the whole story of the ride is that uh, it's sort of about the uh, the king of Bavaria. And um, basically, I, I don't want to give away the ride, but when you come here, there is an intense story that yeah, you have to follow, yeah. uh, especially as you come up to the ride itself. You'll see that the castle, mm -hmm. as they say many times, is frozen in time. Frozen in time. And, they, and, and it was frozen. Uh, I'm, I'm here in a T-shirt, and I'm, and I'm <laughs> freezing my butt off. And as we just found out, as we were standing in line, the line was frozen in time yes, for a while. Was. <laughs> a very uh, huge demand for the media day you know, here. You know, it was great. We talk about theming, and we, we had, like, the doorman talk to us, and he was, he was really getting the people people psyched up for it. and you know it was really a joy to see the kids really getting excited for it so you know it's all about the theming of it and all and they did a fantastic job of kind of keeping with that theme even though they didn't use the term frozen in time 
<laughs> many times. Yes, many a time. That's right. But so that's one of the things. I think we ought to have like some CoastalRadio.com t-shirts that say yes, frozen, in, frozen time. in time. Definitely. But uh, so far we've had a, a great time here at the Media Day. Uh, everybody's been very nice. One thing that we do want to do is uh, talk to some of the different people. Actually, many of the ride designers are here today. The one thing I want to do is pick their brain. Yeah. Like, how can like people in this business have to be sort of creative to come up with certain things like that? What did they? What were they thinking? What were they thinking? Like, what kind of things are they into? I mean, you have to be into some sort of thing to be talking about a dark castle, you know what I mean? That's right. Like, coming up with, like, some really weird story, something really scary to go into it, you know? It should be fun It should be fun to see what, what they're thinking and what their mode of thinking, that sort of thing. Definitely, definitely. The story itself was uh, very intense, and you can tell that a lot of thought went into that. So I think, you know, if we're going to talk about a bottom line of whether the ride is going to be successful, I think it is going to be. Yes. I think it is yes. going to be one of yes. the top rides of the season. Um, I, is it as good as what you see at Islands of Adventure? I, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't exactly say that. No, 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 no. I mean, um, it certainly uh, lives up to what it was hyped up to be. Right. It's certain, for this summer, it's going to be a, 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 like one of those uh, like blockbuster line things that's going to go all the way up to a restaurant. You know that sort of thing. Yeah. It, it's going to be, it's going to be what it, what it's set out to be. But um, was it great? Well, yeah. I think it, it was okay. It, it was, was a pretty okay. good ride. Yeah. I think it's probably one of the best rides here at Busch Gardens. Oh, yeah, definitely. i got to say that. In, in terms of its ride class, in terms of being a dark mm-hmm. ride, it's probably one of the best dark rides mm-hmm. you know, uh, up and down the East Coast at least. Um, I want to find know. out like why this sort of technology couldn't have been done three years ago. Very that's interesting. Just, yeah, that's something that, that's, that really intrigues me. Why couldn't it be done? Because they really stressed that when they were announcing the ride itself. Um, like Spider-Man. It's, it's sort yeah. of similar to what Spider-Man was. That's right. Um, and that came out how many years ago? Maybe? Yeah, what, I guess in 1999 when the, when the park yeah, opened. 99. So, so, you know, one thing that we want to do is we're uh, actually standing under a tent right now. It, like you said, it's uh, very yeah, cold it's here. Raining. It's also raining. It's, it's raining uh, and it's cold. pouring down rain. Remember, that's not, that's, don't be deterred by rain. That's one of the best times to go <laughs> because you're going to get wet anyway, you know what I mean? <laughs> You know, one of the things that we should do, but while we're waiting for some of the uh, ride designers to come on and do a couple shout-outs, because last week oh, was our very first week on the air. Yeah. Uh, we had an excellent response, I think even better than we thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so we definitely do want to um, do some shout-outs here. Uh, Dave from ThemeParkPage.com. Big ups to Dave. Yeah, that's right. He uh, He's going to be helping us out a lot, and he actually has a great uh, review of Mix- Mr. Six's Pandemonium. He's got pictures and a review on his website. Yeah, so the, old man, the old man that goes nuts. That's right. So definitely yeah. go over to uh, ThemeParkPage.com. One thing that we are going to do is have all of the links that we talk about today on our webpage. So go to show links and you'll be able to check them out there. Great. Our, our friend Lance from Screamscape.com was somebody who really helped uh, promote the site this week, so that was fantastic. Lance, you're the man. That's right. And also Bob Holland from BobHolland.com was another person there as well. Also, we want to say hello to Wes from Texas, Lee from Indiana, and Joseph from Michigan. They're all guys who uh, many people emailed us, but they're three guys who actually emailed us with a lot of uh, content. Yeah, I'm really looking show. forward to what you guys have to say, so please send us your stuff. Because we right. can't get down there, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> and definitely, and you know, we've been looking for people to join us all around the country to talk about parks since we cover the Mid-Atlantic. Yes. One thing uh, that we've done is actually picked up a couple correspondents this week, too. Yes, we did. That's right. Will is going to be our correspondent from Florida. He actually works at Universal Studio, goes to all the parks in Tampa Bay and Orlando. So, welcome, Will. Will also, Mike from Hollywood, California. Yeah, that's, that's going to be fun. That's going to be great. So, we're really excited to have you on as well, Mike. Uh, he's going to be our West Coast correspondent. So, now, actually, I see that they're actually bringing some people over to us. Fantastic. We can't wait. And that's one of the cool things, Mike, is they're actually, you know, a lot of media people here helping us out and, uh, you know, bringing folks over to us to talk, so that's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm really excited to, to find out how the ride works and things like that, and we actually have somebody here with us right now. That's right. Dave Mock is here, and he's from Oceaneering Entertainment Systems out of Houston. Correct. That's, that's right. right. 
So uh, Oceaneering's out of Houston. The entertainment system's out of uh, Orlando. Oh, okay, great. Now, we've actually done a little bit of research on you guys. You guys have done a lot of different things for the entertainment and theme park industry. Uh-huh. Sure yeah. have. Tell us a little bit about your experience here working on Curse of Dark Castle, what this has been like for you. Uh, this has been a great project for us. It's probably uh, my favorite project to date. Uh, we had a great team to, that brought together the ride show package, and uh, on the client side, working with the Anheuser-Busch Group and Bush Entertainment, we, we just had an ideal client. Really been an aggressive schedule since day one. Uh, cost concerns were paramount all the way through. Really uh, sincere about hitting our target budgets and things like that. But all in all, just the spirit of cooperation and uh, true professionalism, it was just a great experience. Yet when you were starting off your career, is this something that you thought you'd ever be doing, like working in the, you know, on theme park rides and a, and a ride on the size of this? No, I started my career um, convinced that I, well, in fact, I'm a, by training, I was a naval architect, marine engineer. I was going to build and race uh, boats for the rest of my life. So I came to work for Oceaneering and began designing deep submergence ROVs, re remote-operated vehicles, and uh, that led us into robotics and undersea robotics which brought us into theme parks and here I am now 16 and a half years later. This must have been a real treat for you to actually um, get to ride something like this after you made it. Like tell me about the experience of the first time you actually rode it um, after making the actual ride. Well I'll tell you it's happened in parts. The first part was uh, when we were developing this ride vehicle product we began with not, not trying to make something that would be uh, technologically profound but in but starting with the guest experience and what the guest experience would be like. So then we developed uh, this uh, unique motion base to support the creative intent. And the very first time we uh, turned it on, we just weren't sure if it was going to work, if it was going to really pull off and be able to provide a guest experience of weightlessness or flying or of a buggy or of a boat or whatever. And so the very first time that we, we fired up our prototype and we played it in front of a piece of 3D media, uh, you know, realizing that what we had, in fact, was going to work. It was just a huge milestone. Then I guess the next big milestone was having the, the full-up vehicle running around in our, in our shop uh, and, and realizing that it was really all going to come together. Uh, and then I guess the next big event was when we brought them up uh, to Williamsburg and uh, began cycling them through with the media. And uh, it's, a, it's a real challenge, as you guys would know, to be able to synchronize the media with the with the motions of the vehicle to produce a cause and effect show and having that work well uh, even if the timing wasn't perfect was another big step and then riding it today I wrote it uh, last time I wrote it was about uh, four weeks ago and just between now and then it's just a complete order of magnitude of evolution just you know dialing in and tuning in all those uh, those very subtle but very effective cues. Definitely. Well, congratulations because we actually just uh, you know got off the ride ourselves. It was fantastic. So thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. All right. Take Thanks. care. Bye-bye. We have somebody else with us right now. That's right. Joining us now is uh, Brent Young, and he is uh, one of the co-founders and creative directors of Super 78, who did a lot of the uh, animation and motion graphics Yes, for we ride. did. We did all the animation for the ride. We started out about 13 months ago doing this. Uh, we created 1,700 pieces of original artwork, concept art, character design, all the way through um, storyboards and animatics, pre-visualizations of the ride, 
really that's that's that was the key to the success of this because and and Dave probably told you everybody in their individual disciplines were kind of separated all over the the country you know they were located in Orlando we were in Hollywood so what we really had to do was not only communicate via internet which was you know we had websites dedicated all the artwork all the all the all our updated material animations everything was constantly updated on the website and of course we had the weekly conference calls but what we had that was was key to the success of this was a pre-visualization basically a mock-up of this ride in the computer that all the animators used so they they had uh you know, at their disposal, the ride. We could ride it every day, essentially. And as it got better, and as we put new things in, oh, Ludwig doing this, you know, <laughs> grabbing us, ripping our head off, you know. So, yeah, there's a lot of things that didn't make it into the ride that maybe someday we'll uh, have a oh, special yeah. version. That's a great, like, a special edition. <laughs> the yep. more intense version, that's, that's right. what it be. It's interesting, but we, we, we do have the ability now that I don't think anyone else had, and, and I know, obviously, this is going to be compared to Spider-Man. Uh, but because this is all digital, all digital projection, all digital servers, what we're doing is uploading and downloading things from Hollywood. We're actually doing the encoding here, and then they're they're putting them in here. The amount of versioning that we have been doing up until last night, the next month we're going to continually update this ride, and maybe even beyond into the future. Um, like I said, in the future we may even do an updated new scene. We may, you know, they may ask us, "Hey, let's do." Uh, so essentially, the ride can change constantly. Yeah, yeah, we can update. That's what's so cool about this. Is that the revolutionary thing about this technology? Because they said in in the speech that three years ago you couldn't do things like this. So oh no! That's that's the one and, big and the thing. speed of development. I right. mean, what what I think even more, and 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 from you know just an average rider, you know, doesn't really understand. But you know, enthusiasts know what kind of work and dedication goes into something like this. The people that know, um, you know, how basically compressed this time schedule was, and and all the other factors would be absolutely floored how fast we got this thing off the ground. I mean, 13 months to get this from concept to completion with all the disciplines joining in. I mean, you can describe this via radio. This is a massive, massive building with massive screens and massive amounts of technology into it. Yeah, there were like 11 chambers, right? With different 11 screens different yeah. screens, mm-hmm. 11 different scenes, two uh, 70-foot screens, Those the, the big ones, the big fall scene, the big drop. I don't know if you described any of it yet to any mm-hmm. you you have. But uh, those two, you know, massive screens that are in there. I mean, it it, it, it was amazing because Dina, who, who's standing over here, it was her first time ever seeing it. And we, she'd been working on it for 13 months. I mean, that's like yeah. how, how, how strange this is. That's how we've been working, you know, completely in this kind of a virtual space. So we can just, you know, plug it all in and boom, once we all came together one month ago to put all our disciplines together, that's you great. know, there were, you know, absolutely there were problems the first time you saw it. You know, you're like, oh, what are we going to do? But you knew everything was there. All the ingredients were there. It just needed to be tweaked. And then in one month time, yeah. you know, boom, it was, it's done and it's amazing. Well, I know we've got to let you go, but I actually just want to ask you about one sure. quick thing because some people may not know that you've worked on some things that not only here at the theme park, but at things that other people might have seen on television, like the Coca-Cola Polar Bears oh, project. Oh, that's a long time ago yeah. at another, co- uh, another mm-hmm. company called Rhythm & Hughes. I worked on that. Uh, actually, Super 78 does a lot of, of broadcast design and commercials. Uh, we'll even do open show opens we did you know fox uh 
uh, uh, trading spouses, all those things. But we also do video games, which is, I think, more like theme park rides than anything else going. Yeah. We do video game environments. It's like building virtual environments, just like building a real theme park is. So right now we're working on a, a Chronicles of Narnia a game trailer that, that everybody's going to be seeing at oh, E3 cool. this year. Yeah, you'll have to send so, that our way when, yeah, once you get that yeah, done. Yeah. And real quick, before you go, why don't you sure. plug your podcast real fast? Oh, yeah. I've got this podcast. It's, it hasn't been very successful. I've done done three of them it's called the animation show i'm gonna have to send you my feed though i don't have my uh i don't have my feed uh, information so maybe you could post it on definitely please website. do what you do what we can Great. do is we'll post that online on our uh links show links section and people you know we'll send people great. your way Thank you, guys. Definitely. It was great meeting you. Yeah, thank great you so much. Thanks for good coming by, and thanks for the ride, too. Great thanks ride. A lot. We enjoyed it. All right, so there we go, Mike. Uh, yeah. Another good interview here. It's actually really cool to get to meet the people who actually designed the ride. Yeah, you know, that, those are the privileges that we get here, and then you don't really get to find out how things are written. Like, if you read a book, you don't really get to talk to the author all the time. It's almost the same kind of thing. Yeah, and what, what really struck me is how excited the people were who were working on it, you know, talking about their project. Yeah. I think that's one of the most fun things. And you know, it's we almost, get Yeah, it's like, it's like their baby. They're showing off their baby, and yeah. you see their gleam in their eyes like yeah we they're really excited they really wanted to talk to us which i liked yeah. i like that 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 fact that's what's really nice and how great is it to be able to work on something for like 13 or 14 months and then you get to come to a park like this and see it larger than life right yeah, in front of yeah. you that's the, i guess that's one of the perks about doing something like this you get to do what you love and then you get to share it with other people and that's i mean that's what really a theme park is all about and all the rides too definitely well there's one thing that you guys need to know about media days in any park is that it's very um time uh the time constraints are there so one thing that we're gonna have to do is cut this show a little bit shorter. Yeah. Than we normally yeah, do. it's too bad, too bad, but things that we have to do, that's sacrifices right. we have to make. That's so. right, that's right. So uh, we want to thank everybody here at uh, Busch Gardens Williamsburg yes. for uh, the great media day and for showing us around. Yeah, Actually, we want to thank Cindy. Cindy's been fantastic. Cindy was great. That's right. She was uh, the uh, the media person who was assigned to us and to take us around, so so she did a fantastic job. Yes. And uh, you know what? Actually, we should be honest of one of the reasons why we have to wrap up the show right now. Yes. because we have to go eat. Yes. <laughs> they actually have food here for we us. We have to eat. I know that that's that's that kind of sucks, but hey, <laughs> hey, we the have food, to be fed. The food is getting cold. Um, so what we're going to do is definitely, <laughs> if you guys stay tuned uh, to next week's show, we're going to let you know everything that happened here behind the scenes at the Media Day. Plus, we're going to talk about all of the other news coming up in the theme park world. Yeah, and the fellows are going to join us, too. That's right. We're going to have all five of us back. Thanks, everybody, for Thank tuning you. in. Thank uh, you. Keep in mind, you can uh, email us at feedback at coasterradio.com. That's the best way to get in touch with us. And uh, you can also go to the Meet the Crew page, where you can... Uh, uh, ind- email us individually. So yes. That's one thing too. And oh yeah, you know what? We didn't get a winner this week in the Soundwave contest. No, so that's please. Gonna, that's going to continue going on. Um, the clue for this week, everybody probably knows this already if you're a coaster enthusiast, but it is a B and M roller coaster. Everybody knew that. Everybody. I didn't guessing. know that. We've got a lot of good guesses. Some people saying it was Raptor at Cedar Point. Some people saying it was uh, you know other B and M Batman the Ride. Somebody said all of them wrong so far. But uh, as you probably guessed, it's a B and M coaster. We'll give you another clue next week if you haven't figured it out. Sound good? Sounds good. All right. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you next week right here on CoasterRadio.com. Peace. Sorry, folks. Park's closed. The moose out front should have told you.